When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 3, Episode 14, Chapter, titled... A kiss is more than a kiss. But is it, Tanya? I don't know. We don't kiss. (laughs) That's true. We've never kissed before. Ever. This is the weirdest marriage ever. Um, But that's not true. Sometimes we do kiss. Shh, Aubrey's listening. I mean, she's seen us kiss. That's true. Um, but you know who hasn't seen us kiss? The listeners. Stay tuned later for our Patreon exclusive Smoochathon. It'll be our first <laughs> kiss just for you guys. The world's worst ASMR podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> We've had a lot of sick go through our house this past week and a half. So much sick. So, now that we've given cough drops to our children so that they cannot cough from the other room. Um, hi. <laughs> I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. Do we do this? I'm the girl? We don't. But, you know, we need to reintroduce ourselves every once in a while. Sometimes, yeah. Somebody who just started listening 15 episodes might not know who we are. Yeah, they're like, who's Tanya? I guess the guy is Tanya. Speaking of, before I get into how Tanya's been doing this week. Let's talk a little bit about how we've been doing this week. Uh, I just want, a lot of times we do this towards the end of the show, and I want to get it out front for those people who probably get like half of the way through the episode and they're like, you know what, I'm good with the dulcet tones of their voice. I'll listen to the next episode next week. Um, We appreciate, we've had uh, an influx, an odd influx of listenership over the last week or so, and it's much appreciated. But it's also out of nowhere, like David Copperfield. It's a really odd thing to be an anxious person who's always worried about bad things happening because we could not wrap our heads around the fact that a lot of people were listening to our podcast. So we know people won't like catch up to this immediately and we won't get it like an immediate answer, which is very hard for us because we are very much immediate gratification people. Um, Except for Tanya's gardening. Um, Anyway. What? You, I mean, that's not an immediate gratification. Oh, yeah, no, for sure it's not. There have been times over the last few weeks where Tanya will just spread out all of her seeds and look at them and then think that, like, okay, I'm good now. Like, I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> so my my point is we would love to know how or why you found our show. Um, just because it's interesting to us, um, we don't necessarily seek listeners <laughs> yeah yeah we don't really like we don't advertise it we don't really do anything except for once in a while we're just like cool we're at like the 50th episode of our show it's awesome and if there's 10 people downloading or 3,000 people downloading it's not going to change us at all or, or it's just it's gonna so we found out this week it's actually going to make us doubt whether people are actually <laughs> listening and if something is wrong with the analytics or what did you think it was? Because I was convinced that it was something wrong with the analytics. I thought maybe like a bunch of people 
had their computers playing it and then just like making mix, letting it mixes run. of it like, like a dj was like using acts. your voice as a mix and just kept using it over and over again well first i thought like maybe somebody left their computer running and accidentally playing it nonstop all day but that would only account for like 23 or 24 episodes a day so that's not it um I, so we went through a few things i thought maybe someone had developed a boy meets girl meets boy meets world podcast club and that they were all <laughs> listening because there were like the same episodes in a row like people were listening to it like six people at one time like listening to those same episodes and it mm -hmm. was like they have a club and they're all listening together so we get feedback here and there but we don't we we don't often hear how you found our show so i just think it would be really cool if you haven't reached out to us before just find us on twitter at bmgmbmw. Sorry, I wasn't ready. <laughs> um, or you can email us. At bmgmbmw at gmail.com. Just shoot us a quick note and just say, if, if you don't want to interact with us at all, cool. Just say, uh... A friend told me, or whatever. Like that. that or could, don't like you don't have to do anything. If only sure. five people do it, then I'll feel a little bit more comfortable. Ultimately, we mix. just want to. We want to know. I want to know that people were actually listening to it. And it wasn't just like an <laughs> analytic problem. That's not it for me. I just I'm always curious about how these things work. And when, like when we advertise the show and there are listens, I it makes sense. Right. But when it comes out of nowhere, I'm like my brain always likes to try to figure everything out. I I can't let anything rest without knowing how it works, which is why I get lost in these existential crises. Be- crises? Because I always try to want, I want to know how this thing works. If I'm holding a TV remote in my hand, I want to know how these buttons work. But in this instance, there there was no indication of why this was happening. Yeah, it wasn't like a steady, like, oh, we're gaining more and more listeners weekly. I mean, we are. But this was like, we're gaining more and more episodes weekly. Oh, look, Monday was higher than last Monday. Oh, look, Tuesday? What? So, we had like a lot on Tuesday? That's weird. So I'm listening to Tanya say it right now, and I'm very concerned that it sounds like we're talking about how many listeners we got and how cool that is. That's not it. <laughs> like, we're just wondering. I don't, I don't want it to sound like we're bragging. No, we're not bragging. In fact, it was a source of great distressed because I thought something was wrong. Anyway, Tanya, how have you been this week? Pretty good. Pretty good. As long as I wasn't stressing out about whether or not robots were listening to our podcast. How many times did you pull out all your seeds and look at them? Uh, Three. <laughs> three times I looked at my seeds and I bought like four more packs yesterday. After saying I'm not buying any more seeds? After saying I'm not buying any more seeds, yes. Yeah, just for the record. I wanted that on the record. Um, the seeds that I found at Walmart were ones that I could not pass up because I haven't been able to get them from the other avenues that I've been purchasing seeds. And they were ones that have been like something I've wanted for years. Okay, fair. So yeah, I got a few more seeds and then I had to dump all of my seeds out in order to, you know, organize them into their correct spot. Okay, um... Yes. And I planted some today. And she planted some today. I planted radishes and beets and carrots today. Oh, my. <laughs> Get it? It's like a... Okay. Um, and that's been Tanya's Garden Corner. I'm so sorry, you guys. I will please... I will... I will please. I will... <laughs> I will I'm sure that you are saying, please stop talking about gardening, but... Um, 
One day she'll have a gardening podcast. I I don't think so. I can't imagine it would be very fun to listen to. Okay, um, but it it could be a podcast that people listen to while they garden. I listen to podcasts like this while I garden. Oh, that's where our listeners came from. Tanya was gardening. Anyway, what have I been up to? Well, funny you should ask. What What have you been up to? I hurt my back. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt my back real bad. I um I was bending over and I hurt my back. You a know, friend of the show, Miranda. Uh, we were I was texting her earlier and she was like, "What are you guys doing this weekend?" Because she really wants to hang out. I was like, well, you know, I took Finley to play Pokemon Go. We got some donuts. It was really fun. I came back and Alden threw his back out and she said he bent over, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah, I I do this every couple years. I get a real bad episode. Um, I just have a bad back. Um, I think once when I went to the doctor, they said I have like a mild curvature of my spine and that's probably part of the reason. But otherwise, uh, nobody really knows. Um, I've had back issues since I was like a 12-year-old um, playing soccer. I would have to go to the doctor and talk about my bad back. Anyway, um, I've also played a lot of Fire Emblem, and that's you've been gardening. I've been playing Fire Emblem. Nothing has changed. The world is the same every minute of every day, except for when a kiss is not just a kiss. What does that mean? Will I don't we f- know. Yesterday when we were watching um, a movie... Okay. There was a kiss that very much seemed like a kiss. Like it was a very good more than a kiss. Between <laughs> Don't spoil the movie. Was it the kiss? Yes. Peanut Butter Falcon, watch it. It's delightful. It, that, that's my plug so, of the week. So real quick, Peanut Butter Falcon was unbelievable. Uh, Tanya's a big, uh, um, what's his name? Shia. Shia LaBeouf fan. I don't really care about him, except I think he's kind of cool. Um... But that movie was incredible. So, yes, go watch Peanut Butter Falcon. Rent it. It was five ninety nine on Amazon. That's not a plug because they're not ever going to pay us any sort of money. Just go watch it. Yeah. It was so good. And after you watch that, then also go watch the clip of Dakota Johnson owning Ellen on The Ellen Show. It is m- the most delightful video that I've watched in forever. And every once in a while, I just like pull it up and watch it during the week because it's very fun to watch. Yep. Anyway. Uh, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. That's us. Yep. Uh, Boy Meets World, season three, episode 14, A Kiss is More Than a Kiss. Um, It was directed by John Tracy. Okay. It was written by Michael Swerdlick. Swerdlick. I think so, yes. We've definitely not had him write before because you have never had trouble saying that name before. Nope. Swerdlick. Yep. Um, I like it. It feels good to say. Swerdlick. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm Michael Swerdlick. Hey, I'm Tanya Swerdlick. I'm not marrying a Swerdlick. <laughs> uh, can you blur me up, though? I guess so. Blurblick? <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Blurblick. Uh-huh. Uh, the blurb for season three, episode 14, A Kiss is More Than a Kiss, is Corey has a hard time dating other girls. Period. That's it. Yeah. That's the blurb. That's great blurb. Uh, classroom or not, though... I don't know. I feel like the blurb just sort of, you know, ended the episode. It's just... It is. It's... it's... It is the episode. All right. Well, done. Yeah. We're... Bye. Class dismissed. Just kidding. We're back. Good bit. Hello, class.
Classroom or not, Alden? Uh, not. We start in the hallway um, where Corey and Topanga are talking and being all cute with each other after we saw last week that they broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little bit of a swerve there for a second. For a, just a, a moment, swerve, we were like, like, did they forget they broke up? Because mm-hmm. that's a very Boy Meets World thing it to do. It is a very Boy Meets World thing to do, but they did not. No. Like, they were talking about finalizing plans and stuff, and she's just like, okay, see you then, and walks away. And Sean and she, and she is like, just like... She, like, um, like, poked him in the back or something, and he was like, don't do that. And she was... N- no. That was later? Later, she kisses him on the cheek, and no. he says, don't do that. And she's like, but I always do that. Oh. Okay. We're what, about to be there in whatever. like two seconds. All right. So Sean is just like, uh, what's going on? And Corey's like, I was just talking to Topanga. And he's like, I don't understand. Like, you guys are not together. You guys are still acting like you're together. And Corey just sort of goes like, no, we're friends. This is how it's supposed to be. When and Sean's just like. Sean said, you're an exes. She's your ex. Do you want me to spell that for you? X. And then Topanga comes bouncing back over. She's like, oh, yeah, you're fitting for the uh, fashion fest for the fashion fest for prom is uh, a such and such day. So you'll be there. Right. And he's like, yeah, of course, I wouldn't miss it. And then she kisses him on the cheek. He mm. says, don't do that. And she's like, why? I always do that. And then bounces away. And Sean is like, I'm sorry, I'm crying right now. Yeah, because he says, I've lost him. Um, to be fair, this is how Corey's always been. Kind of, yes. But Corey's like, um, Sean, I see I see what you're, think- you're thinking right now. You think that I haven't moved on, but I assure you that I have moved on. And Sean is like, well, if you have moved on, then you should be going on dates. You ready to go on a double date this weekend? And Corey goes, yeah, well, what are you going to do, Sean? <laughs> and Sean is like, yes, this is the Corey I've always dreamed of. And then so- he turns around. He turns around and he's like, oh, hey, you and you, you want to go on a double date with us on Friday night? And they're like, sure. And then Sean's just like, all right, Corey, we've got a double date on Friday night. And Corey goes, you go. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the backyard. The backyard where Eric is opening letters. He is reading a rejection letter out loud from a college. He excitedly starts it and then realize halfway through that it is a rejection letter. Well, Mr. Feeney's just, you know. Hanging out in his backyard. In his garden. He's mm-hmm. a gardener. He is. Like me. Yes. And uh, Eric is loudly reading it because he doesn't want anyone to hear him. I don't I don't know. But he wants us, the viewers, to hear correct, him. Correct. But he doesn't want Amy and Alan to hear him. Um, so anyway, Mr. Feeney's basically apologizes. Like, I'm sorry, Mr. Matthews, that you're getting rejection letters. And Eric is just like, oh, no, 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 like, it's fine for me. It's just, it's a, it's tough on my parents. I don't want my parents to really know about this because it's hard on them. That's why I open them up back here. And Mr. Feeney says, well, would your parents want a pep talk? And Eric's like walking away and then he hears that and he turns around and he's like, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, so Feeney basically gives a little pep talk where he talks about how Eric will find the college that is right for him. Like, they will find each other. Mm-hmm. It was like um, a like a breakup talk. It was. It was. But I feel like to Mr. Feeney, a, a school and a college is the same thing, the same kind of commitment as, like, a wife. Similar. But we know how he got down with his ex-wife. Oh, yeah. Remember? Remember? 
Yeah. I don't think he did that he with his... He was a sly dog. He didn't do that with college. We don't know that. That's <laughs> true. He in college didn't hit the slopes either. Ooh. That's a callback. <laughs> um, so then Eric walks back into the kitchen, and Corey is sucking on a lemon, mm-hmm. and Eric is like, what are you doing? Why do you have a lemon in your mouth? And Corey says, well, we're out of mints. And Eric goes, oh, Corey must have a date. And Corey freaks out. He's like, will you leave me alone? Like, I don't understand why you're like this. You know who's not like this? No, he says, I don't have a date. And then Amy walks in and goes, hey, your dad said you have a date. And then Corey's like freaking out at her. And then he's like, and then Alan walks in and he's like, you all excited for your date? And that's when Corey says, hey, uh, I wish you guys were more like Morgan. Morgan! You, I, you, she stays out of your way. She doesn't... You don't see her. You don't hear from her. She stays up in her room. And then, bouncy, 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 Morgan jumps down the stairs. And she's eight years old. She's a million years old. And she, she's a different girl. She's a different girl. Which we knew was coming. We did. But... Because we saw the future. I did not realize how different in age... Yeah. They were. No, she's three years older than the actress she's, who played Morgan the first time. Right. So uh, later in this episode, because I, I didn't look up the difference in age. Mm-hmm. I just figured she was like seven or eight based on our millions of nieces in that age range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later in the episode, at the end, she says that she's in third grade. Well, Morgan was in kindergarten. But so have... We jumped ahead in time. No. Like, we couldn't have, right? Because Eric Corey and Sean are still not driving, and Eric has not gone to college. He's still in high school. It's it's getting very muddled, though. I have a feeling, like, something is going on with the, like, space-time continuum around the Matthews family, and, like, it's slowly warping the way the time works with them. It started with Minkus. It did start with Minkus. Minkus was zapped out of reality. Yes. Back to reality. Oh, there goes rabbity. Wait, does it say rabbit he or gravity? Because no, I've always said, oh, there goes rabbit he. But is he saying, oh, there goes gravity? Because that makes more sense. There's He does rhyme rabbit he and gravity in that same part. But also rabbits, you just reminded me of my whole Donnie Darko issue that I had the other night. And it's back. <laughs> She had a lot of Donnie Darko issues. I don't understand it. And sometimes You're not it keeps me awake at, at night. You're not explaining it at all. Go ahead. Quick. Okay. Sometimes I will be trying to go to sleep and all of a sudden it'll pop into my head that I don't understand Donnie Darko. And I don't want to rewatch it at this point. Like, I'm a grown up. And that was definitely like a broody teenager movie. But I do want to understand what happened in that movie. And... I will be almost to the brink of like REM sleep when all of a sudden it pops into my head that like Donnie Darko and Frank the Bunny are like sitting in a theater talking to each other and I don't know what they're talking about and I don't know what's happening in the movie. And she counted all of her seeds. I don't know how this relationship happened. I didn't count all my seeds. I just (laughs) organized them. Anyway, uh, back there goes Rabbity. Oh, there goes gravity. So he chokes. He's so mad that he. All right, I'm over Eminem. Me too. Anyway, what were we talking about? Morgan's old. Morgan's old. She's a million years old. Um, 
Time is crazy around them right now. Oh, yeah. So that's what I was saying before you decided to try to rap. I can't. Uh, I love rap. I'm, I can't. I can't rap. <laughs> um, so Minkus was zapped into like an alternate reality. So- Oop, there goes. <laughs> can't. Oop, there goes reality. Please just go. <laughs> I'm stepping away from the microphone. <laughs> Say it again. Minkus was warped into an alternate reality. Oh, it could be a time warp. And maybe that whole like warp circle, warp area is like open. And Morgan's been in and out of it. And uh. like Topanga's been in and out of it. Topanga disappears. And like she's gone for a while. And and Corey dates a million girls and then forgets that he ever had a girlfriend before. Sean's sister fell into it. Sean's sister, Topanga's sister fell into Fake it. Fake Harley came out of it and then fell back oh into it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It this all is makes, a lot to it all talk makes, about right now. It all makes sense now. In the most unsensical way. Nonsensical way? I don't Whatever. know. All I know I is know my, back, my back is screaming. So we got to move on with this episode. Morgan's back. Hey, Morgan's back. <laughs> Speaking of backs, Morgan's back. Uh, so she's back. She's a million years older. She is sassy and like mean. <laughs> um, but like in a very Eric way that mm-hmm. like all of a sudden she's saying things. She's like, you're going to go on a date with that on your nose. And Corey's like, what? What's on my nose? And Maureen's like, he's too easy. And then, like, she shakes hands with Eric. And it's just like, oh. Aubrey was watching this episode with us. And Aubrey turned and looked at us and was like, I hate new Morgan. Yeah, she's she's something. She's a better actress, but it also, that almost makes her less endearing to watch. Yes. Um, Other Morgan was like four. That's true. This Morgan is like eight. It's true. It's hard to be a really good actress when you're four. The Olsen twins were good actresses. No, they were not. Not I think they were. No, they were just as good as Morgan. <laughs> they walked into a room and they were like, you got it, dude. That was not good acting. Everybody clapped when they did it. Everyone clapped when Morgan ate co- clown noses. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, but she comes down and she, the, Corey's like, we haven't seen you in so long. And she goes, yeah, that was the longest time out ever. And then... They're talking about, okay, Morgan, it's time for you to go after she makes fun of Corey. Yeah, and, Amy's like, let's go watch TV. And Morgan says, oh, great, right, because Corey needs to talk to Eric. Corey needs to talk to mom and dad. When is Corey going to have to talk to Morgan? And Amy goes, are you here right now? And she said, yeah. And she said, were you here before? And she said, no. And she said, um, I was in my, I was room, in my room for so long. Yeah. Um. So yeah, er- er- Corey and Eric start talking about I don't remember. Well, Eric starts to impart wisdom on what he thinks Corey should do going into a date with a new person, like a rebound date. Like, this is very important. It's going to determine how your dating life goes now. You just got out of a big relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, and my biggest piece of advice for you is, and then Amy's like, Eric, Jason's on the phone. 
And Eric's like, well, gotta go. Bye. And Corey's like, hey, what about that thing? The most important thing. He's like, I'm coming, Jason. And that was it. And it cuts to Chubbies. And it cuts to Chubbies where the double date is happening. Sean. Very different side. It's a tale of two booths. Let me tell you. Yeah. Sean and his date are making out on one side of the table. Sean, as a teenage boy, uh, more so what I'm thinking of is Ryder Strong as a teenage boy, had a job where every week he had to make out with girls for minutes at a time. It's true. That's just crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. And, like, how did Ben Savage and Danielle Fischel not end up getting married? Because they basically exclusively made out with each other. Mm -hmm. But, anyway, Sean is just going crazy making out with this girl. I don't think the girl has a head anymore. Right. Um, And Corey is like, hey, that was a great movie. How was you guys' movie? So, like, the girls went to a different movie? No. Just Corey Corey went to a different different movie. He's so weird. Um, And, uh... The girl says, our movie was great. We missed you, though. And he says, well, it's just one theater over. That's the joy of cinemas. You can be right next door to each other and be in an entirely different movie. And uh, he said, it's not like it's not like we could like talk during the movie anyway. And she looks over at Sean and Katie. I don't remember their names. The only reason I remember Melissa is Corey's date was because at the end of the episode, Spoiler. they say Melissa. So I think it was Katie. She looks over at Sean and Katie and says, there are things we could have done other than talk. And um, Sean and Katie stop making out for a second. And Sean says, are you guys going to stop talking? Because I can barely hear myself kiss. And the girl, like, takes a deep breath, and she's like, <gasps> fresh air. What if she didn't want to be kissing like that? I think she did. She seemed like she did. Yeah, that's true. So then Melissa's like, hey, let's go talk to uh, Katie. So they walk away. And Sean's like, hey, Corey, what are you doing? And Corey's like, I'm on a date. And he's like, no, what you are on is not a date. You're on the lecture circuit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he basically is just like, this is ridiculous. You have to kiss her. The only way you're going to get over Topanga is by kissing her. Like, you are not on a date unless you kiss your date. And Corey's basically like, do I have to? And Sean says, yes, you have until her doorstep. And then we do that weird, like, flip scene. We spin around in one of those glass doors that goes around in a circle. And we come out on. In the industry, we call that a whip cut. Okay, well, I. I just made that up. I am calling it when you get in one of those glass doors that goes around a circle and then we come out. And then you whip it. On Melissa's doorstep. So, yeah. And Corey immediately is saying doorstep. Doorstep. It's a funny word. It's two words, but it's one word. Words are so weird. Like window. Where did that even come from? And Melissa literally is like, uh, kiss me. Yeah. Not even like, can you please just like kiss me? And he's like, wait, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, why wouldn't I be? And then we leave them. Did they kiss? Did they kiss? We don't even know. Well. I feel frantic. Did they kiss? Well, it cuts to the lunchroom. And what do we find out? Oh, nothing. Because Eric's running around with a with a letter saying, I got in. I got an acceptance letter. Everybody, I'm in. I'm into college. And, and he, he goes to the teacher table, which is just our favorite three teachers, the three teacher stooges that are sitting at a table together. Mm. Um, and 
he comes over and he's just like, see, I got into Boris. Like he has Mr. Feeney read the letter and ask Mr. Feeney to wash his hands before he touches the paper. Because it's going to go on the refrigerator. It needs to be clean. And Mr. Feeney reads it like blah, 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 Boris College, blah, 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 and hands it back to Eric. And then Eric walks away and Mr. Turner says, Boris College, George? And uh, Eli goes, yeah, I bet Notre Dame beats him by 60. (laughs) But then we cut over to um, Sean, who's sitting at the table, and Corey walks over to him. And Sean just immediately goes, you shook her hand? That was my best Sean. That's great. (laughs) And Corey goes, how did you know that already? And Sean said, it's written on your face. And um, basically... Corey says he just couldn't. He didn't want to kiss her yet. He wasn't ready. Um, And Sean's just like, she's never going to want to see you again. Yeah. He says, you're not going to be over Topanga until you kiss someone. And Corey says, I'm going to do it. And uh, Sean says, yeah, well, it won't be Melissa because not after you didn't kiss her last night. Like, she's never going to want to see you again. And then she comes into the cafeteria, walks right over to Corey and was like, I want to see you again. And She's very straightforward. She is. It's That's great. I think it is great. Like, I love the fact that she's just like, kiss me. I want to see you again. Like, she knows what she wants. She does not sugarcoat it. She doesn't, like, dance around it. She's just like, kiss me. Let's go out again. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. She's great. She is great. And Sean says, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tanya just yawned into a microphone while I was talking. <laughs> If that doesn't bode well for those new listeners we got. Anyway. They'll love it. Sean says, I must try this not kissing. Um, let me let me see what we how this works. And he turns around and he grabs Katie and he goes, Katie, I'd like to shake your hand. And they shake hands. And, and then he pulls he, her in. He pulls her in and they start smooching. And then he looks over at Corey and he's like, you're a genius. And this is why they've stayed best friends for who knows how long. We really don't know. Um, he just moved from Oklahoma. Was it Oklahoma? I don't remember. Ohio, so, Wisconsin? Any, anyway, now we cut right back to the doorstep. Same doorstep, same whip cut. Different day because she's wearing a hat now. <laughs> That's true. That's how we know. They've been on a date. So this time she's like, that was a good movie. It was nice to be in the same theater as you this time. Maybe next time we can sit in the same row. Yeah. And he's like, well, I didn't want to ask the guy to take his turban off, which was, huh? Respectful. Sure. But just both of you move together. Yeah. But Uh, he didn't want to sit by her. Exactly. It's too much. Exactly. So she says, well, Corey, um, I'm waiting um, I, you know, we've had such a great couple dates together. I think it's about time we take this to the next level. And she stands there expectantly and he says, next level. Oh, you're right. Time to meet your parents. And then like bursts into their house. And he goes, everybody decent? It was cute. Um, so. Whip cut to Chubbies. Whip cut to Chubbies. Where, uh, Sean looks at Corey in his face and goes, you met her parents? And Corey's like, how do you do that? So um, Corey basically starts to explain that, like, every time he wanted to kiss her, all he could think about was Topanga. And he's just not over her. He's just not over her. And you know what, Sean? She's not over me either. I'm not over her. She, we're, no, he says we're, we're meant to be together. I know it. She knows it. 
And that guy she's kissing over there knows it. And then we cut over to her kissing Shane West. Just making out with him in a booth. Shane West. I don't know who Shane West Of Walk to Remember fame. Don't know. He was in a lot of stuff in the 90s, but particularly Walk to Remember. Well, so Corey and Sean are standing there watching Mouth Agape, and Corey says... How did they not feel these two people staring at them while they were making out? They probably have lots of people staring at them. They're making out in the middle of chubbies. Yeah, it's weird. Did you make out with people in the middle of places like that? Only sometimes, yes. Like where? The movie theater. But that's dark. Um, um, not a restaurant, I don't think. Um, the skating rink. You did like make out, like you were sitting in like an open area making out while other people were just around you. At the skating rink, yes, that's what people did. Um, huh. And um, I don't know. This could get no. There's too much information here. There was making out done in front of other people sometimes. I told you my first major like makeout kiss. Oh, that's right. Someone was, was watching in you. One of my best friend who watched and then graded us later. I'm very highly disturbed by your kissing career. <laughs> I always sought out secret places to make out with my boyfriends. I also so once I started driving at 16, I got my mom's old Dodge Caravan. Oh. Vans are very good for making out. And I did the old remove ski of the back seats and um, did a lot of smooching in the back of the van. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd just be hanging out with people in the back of the van in a parking lot, smooching. That makes more sense to me. Because I've made out in the back of vans. In fact, most of my making out was in the back of vans. <laughs> what a what a time. What a time. Um, 2000s. Early two thousands. Yeah, I had to like make out while pushing my guitar and skateboard stuff out of the way. Like you really should have just left at least one seat back there that you could lay down. They lay down. They didn't. Why? But you know what did lay down? Me in the back of that van. <laughs> and it wasn't with me. Uh, I was smooching someone in another van, probably in the same parking lot. Anyway, so. Corey and Sean stand there mouth agape watching Topanga and Shane West make out. Still don't know who Shane West, West is, but that's now his name. And Corey his says... His Nick in the episode. And Corey says, um, John, I think I'm dreaming. Pinch me. Not <laughs> on my butt. And Sean goes, sorry, it was just there, man. <laughs> I love how in this show, they get like, the best friend thing so right Mm -hmm. like it's not a generic thing it's like really weird natural things that happen with friends like have you ever had your best friend pinch your butt yes have you ever had your best friend pinch your butt in the back of a van yes probably yeah probably anyway like girls i I don't know if guys are like this but girls are very like touchy-feely with each other guys are not touchy-feely but on on occasion when there's an opportunity for a joke like this, yes, it will happen. Yeah. Like, girls do stuff like this all the time. Um, anyway, Corey starts freaking out about how he can't believe she's doing this to him. And he's about to go over he says, there. I'm going over there. He's got his hands, his lips all over my woman. And Shauna's like, dude, that's not your woman. Corey has um some like complementarian sort of issues to deal with don't know what that means but definitely possession issues yes 
And yes, this episode bothered me a little bit for that purpose. It's, um, but it's not an uncommon thing. It's not uncommon at all. And I went through it too. Like, I think everyone has gone through it. Yeah. And, Um, and I also think that even if you are in a relation, if you are in a family like ours where you and I do things pretty much 50 50, it's not like patriarchal by any stretch of the imagination. That doesn't mean that the boys still won't have those like tendencies in them where they're like, but like we were together. So she's my girlfriend, like mine. Right. You know, it's one of those things that I think maybe has to be like taught out of people. I think so. I think I grew out of it, but um, it's always gross to look back on that because like I see myself as a younger, as a teenager and as a young adult feeling like oh but that's she's mine why is she doing that and that's so Mm -hmm. awful it's very awful but it's also like even now it kind of permeates media that they that the the man is in possession of their wife or their girlfriend or whatever and there there have been whole like the issue with twilight at this point like when i read twilight back when it first came out I didn't see anything wrong with their relationship oh, when dude. I read. But see, you had evolved already. I like, had. I came out of my cocoon. The way that you have always thought is different than the way that majority of people think. Like you kind of tested boundaries always. So no matter what was taught to you, you tested those boundaries yep. and figured things out on your own. I took things for what they were worth, like just at face value. And I was just like, well, I guess this is how life is. And people loved Edward and Bella's relationship until I went back and I read it again. And I was like, ew, like he's so controlling. Mm-hmm. Ew, this is ridiculous. Okay, I get it. He's acting like he's taking care of her. But like, does she need it? Like, what is going on? It has, I watched it ruin relationships because the relationships were not like Edward and Bella's. It's, it's weird. Yes. But it's also still in media that it's like that. Yeah. But anyway, and it wasn't the fault of the writing. This is how a teenage boy in this situation might act. And um, so anyway, we got to get on with the episode, I think, because my back is going to fall off of my body. Well, Um, then it won't hurt anymore. Oh, cool. So enjoy doing the podcast by yourself. Um, Because I'll be dead. No, I'd take you to the hospital. You'd have surgery, and then it would be fine. So... You will always be my podcast partner. I am possessive of you as my podcast partner. Possessive podcast partner? Yeah, you had trouble saying that just now. It's hard. Now. Yeah. Say it three times fast. I cannot. So everybody at home, right now, say it. This is your homework. Possessive podcast partner. Say it three times fast. Record yourself. Send it to us. <laughs> um, and and then... tell us how you found us. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Sean's like, you're not doing that, man. And, he, and he picks him up. Picks him up and puts him over his shoulder. And walks out. And then we cut to Mr. Turner's apartment where he walks in carrying Corey on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how close Mr. Turner lives to Chubby's. I don't know. And Corey is like, put me down, because you know, as soon as you put me down anyway, I'm just going to walk back, so it doesn't matter. And Sean's like, really? What are you going to do? What are you going to say to her? And um, he's, he's Corey says, I'm going to tell her if she keeps doing stuff like this, it's over. And Sean's it, like, it is over, Corey. Like, what are you talking about? It's over. You guys are not together. And Corey's like, but I don't want this, mm-hmm. which is like understandable. Like he doesn't want this, but this is what they agreed to. Right. 
And he's like, I don't want this. And I don't think she wants this either. And Sean's just like, well, what are you going to do about it? And Sean and Corey's just like, what I should have done in the first place. So you think he's barging out of the apartment to go to Topanga. But then we cut to swivel, swivel around to the doorstep. Whip cut to the doorstep. Where he's bang, 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 banging on a door in the middle of the night. Uh, and Melissa comes to the door and she's like, Corey, what is going on? And he says, I'm here because I, I should have done this a long time ago. And I, I, don't, I haven't been myself lately and I'm sorry. Uh, we have a spark. And she's like, uh-huh. And he's like, and we need to do something about it. And she's like, uh-huh. And he like grabs her and lays a big one on her face. And they come up for air after a second. And he's just like, nope, nothing. And she agreed. Like She's like, just nope, like, oh. uh-uh. See you at school on Monday. And that was it. Have you ever had that happen? Where you're like, I've been waiting for this smooch for a long time. And then you get it and you're like, oh, why don't I feel anything? Can I? I didn't... F- I have to, t- to say, I didn't feel much from kissing for a very long time. Okay. I honestly don't think I felt much from kissing until I kissed you. Aww. Other people felt completely differently, though. If I kissed them, it was like, okay, we're like Siamese twins now. We're together forever, always. And if I said differently, it was like the end of the world. And I don't understand. So yes, you've had that happen. I've had it happen where the other, where I. Uh, so you've never had it happen where neither of you felt a spark? No, huh. never. Huh. I'm a sparky person, I guess. I guess, but you didn't. Feel Did you the spark. feel sparks with me when we kissed? Yeah, but you didn't feel the sparks. No. When we kissed? When we kissed? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, like, but in these other ones, you didn't feel any sparks, and they did. Yeah. So I've had that happen for sure. But it was like everybody until you. The moment that we kissed, I was like, whoa, that's what that's supposed to be like. <laughs> Do you remember our first kiss? Yes, I couldn't breathe. Well, that's because I was holding your mouth and your nose. No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you doing? Pinching my nose? And you're like, coming in for a big one. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was just trying to say stuff. But um, I've definitely had it happen that way where... It, you've been flirting with this person. You think things are going to be great, and then you kiss, and it's just like both of you are kind of just underwhelmed. And I don't know how what that is. Like it's got to be some sort of weird body chemistry thing, or um, like people will point to auras or whatever. And I don't right. really believe in auras, but I kind of do because I've seen these things happen where you kiss, and it's just like, huh, what was that? I guess hey, it was good. I just thought that's what kissing was like. Because so, that's how it always was for me. This is the sad life of Tanya. Um, Until I met you. Now she only gets that spark from gardening. No, I um, get it from kissing you, you dummy. But but not um, when your back hurts. So no kisses for you right now. But but there were plenty of times, too, where I had the same thing happen, where I kissed somebody and I was like, I don't feel anything. And they were like, this is amazing. Let's get married. Let's get married. <laughs> and um, Or other times where... Um, I felt the spark and they didn't. And it, that's a hard thing to reconcile too because you feel it and you're like, you have to feel that. Why don't you feel that? Um, Do you think that our spark was like, like you felt it as much as I did? I don't With know. our first, like, did you feel a big spark with our first kiss? Yeah. Okay. What? 
I was just wondering. I don't think we've ever talked about it like that before. We haven't. Now we're doing it on the podcast. This is what the people want. We're reassuring your emotional <laughs> well-being no, on I'm the podcast. No, I'm curious. Um, yeah, uh, we wouldn't have stayed together probably. I don't know. If there was no spark in the kiss. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they very quickly and maturely go, oh, all right, well, see you at school tomorrow. Yeah, and Corey leaves. Uh, and we cut back to the hallway where Sean is, or Corey's explaining it to Sean. Like, there just wasn't a spark. And Sean says, yeah, it happens. Um, you know, now you just got to, but now you know, like, the next time you see Topanga kissing somebody. You won't go bonkers. And then Corey looks over. Topanga's making out with Nick in the hallway. And he goes, bonkers. And then runs up to Nick, jumps on his back, and, like, puts his arm around his neck. Like, like he's on his back. He's ready to like rodeo or something. And this is when you actually realize that it's Shane West because before you really only saw his face up against Topanga's face. But he says, oh, you must be the ex-boyfriend. And Corey says, oh, she's talked about me. And he (laughs) says, no, that's just the only kind of guys that normally jump on my back. (laughs) Um, So really quickly, they... Corey and Topanga talk like super quickly mm-hmm. about how, you know. Well, they start arguing in the middle of the hallway, and right. Corey says, or Sh- Topanga says, Corey, stop. Everyone's staring. And he goes, That didn't stop you at Chubby's last night. And Topanga was like, Oh, you were there? And he was like, Yeah, I saw it. And I don't think we can be friends anymore. Like, this whole, like, oh, we can still be friends. Nope, not doing it. Well, and the bell rings and everybody starts going to class. And Topanga's like, I got to get to class. And he goes, when you were my girlfriend, you would have been late to class. And she goes, I'm not your girlfriend, though. And walks off. that first really big breakup is hard, though, isn't it? Right? Yes, it is. Like, I just thought about it. About the fact that it's, it's a really tough thing to navigate when you... In five months, it feels like three years. If you are dating a person for five months as a teenager, it feels like you've been together for like three years and now you don't know what to do without that person. I don't think I really had that moment until I was 21. Really? Yeah. All of my high school relationships, I think, came and went pretty quick and I didn't care that they were over. Um, I think I should have. I don't know why I didn't. Because that first one when I was 21 and we broke up, I lost my mind. Right. I I mean, thinking back on that, Alden. Is, you is were together for a long time. Five, year, five years. We started that dating. That was your high school relationship. Yeah. We started dating when I was 16. We broke up when I was 21. And um, it was terrible. It was a terrible relationship for both of us. We were terrible to each other. But then when it ended, like, I it was just devastating because I thought like this was my life that I had. And I like, I had, I didn't have any friends anymore. It it was just her and I, and then I had nothing. And I, I attribute that to why I was able to kind of look at life differently than a lot of people Mm -hmm. at 21, because I was alone for seven or eight months with no friends. And you just kind of have to assess and learn who you are in that situation. Because when you're alone, it's all you got. Right. Anyway, Corey. <laughs> so Corey's like, we're not friends anymore. And that's that. And he leaves. Um, 
we go back to the cafeteria. Jonathan, Mr. Turner, and Feeney, they are talking about how, like, Boris really isn't real. They looked into it. It's not on, like, the registry or whatever. Eli, and Eli says he heard about a scam where they were, um, you would, you... Sent $50. And they send you a fake diploma. Right. And they're like, somebody's got to tell him. And Mr. Feeney's like, oh, it's me? I have to be the one to tell him? Um... Which, you know, Feeney says, like, I knew that it wasn't real, but I wanted him to have the hope anyway. But at the same time, like, Eric is talking to this girl about the fact that, like, she could go to Boris with him. And I don't think it's a party school, though. And, like, Mm -hmm. very seriously talking about it. Yeah. So Mr. Feeney, like, saunters over to him and more like shuffles. Like, it's a slow, like, oh, boy, what do I got to do? And says, Eric, we need to talk. Um, I, You won't be going to Boris next year because, frankly, Boris isn't a real school. And Eric basically says he knew. Yeah. Like, that he knew that it wasn't real, but he still wanted to hold on to that because it was all he had. He said he found out a couple of days ago because they sent him a diploma in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, like, a PhD now or something. Yeah, because he says, uh, they sent me a... a my diploma in the mail a few days after I signed the paperwork. Um, and I'm no rocket scientist, but actually, according to Boris, I am a rocket scientist. <laughs> or brain surgeon, I think. Yeah, it was brain surgeon. Uh, he said, he, I was just, everybody was talking about college and so excited and, and talking about their classes next year. And I was very excited. And I just wanted to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And Feeney says, like, he's impressed that he wants to get into school so badly and all of that and that if he keeps on with that passion then he will find the place that he's supposed to find and it'll be fine and then he says but really man boris and eric goes you think that's bad that girl over there thinks she's going to a place called duke and just starts laughing um so now we go to the kitchen where Corey is like in his sweatsuit and a giant, we has a giant box full of like Topanga memorabilia from their entire lives together, like cards from kindergarten and all this stuff. And he's putting it in the trash compactor. Was it the trash compactor that yeah. Alan gave to Amy for an anniversary <laughs> gift? Yeah. Um, so he's putting that in that trash compactor and like cards and letters and then like a bear that's like, I love you, bear we much. And then he picks it up and he puts it in the trash compactor. And it, it goes, I love you, bitch. Um, and Amy and Alan come running downstairs and open the trash compactor. And she pulls out this cube that used to be a stuffed animal. And she's just like, Topanga gave this to you. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't remember what he says. Basically, Bas- it goes into, he's like, she kissed another guy. And not just any guy, another guy. And Alan's like, um... Yeah, and and he was like, you're in high school. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you don't just stay with one person. You might get back together. Like, we broke up. Alan's like, we broke up and got back together a few times. Alan says, we broke up three or four, and Amy goes, once. (laughs) And he goes, one time. And And he ultimately says it was good for their relationship. Right. Which is why ours is falling apart, because we've never broken up before. All right, let's break up. Right now. Play the field. On air. Yep. We're over. Okay. Anyway. Hey, you're really cute. Could you date me? We got to update other people. 
That's how this works. I don't know anyone. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, they they give Corey the talk. Mm-hmm. Not uh, that talk. Not that talk. A talk. A talk about how you're being possessive and uncontrolling person. But they didn't. They were just kind of like, Corey, this is normal. This is good for you. Find other yeah. people. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Let her find other people. That's what she's supposed to do. I think that's where Amy and Alan get parenting so right, in my opinion, is just the constant reassurance to their kids that what they're dealing with is a normal thing and it's not them being alone and dealing with this by themselves, but being like, oh, hey, this thing that you feel like is a big deal, it's completely normal and everyone goes through it. Yeah. So we cut back to the the classroom, but it's at night. It's for the fashion fest. Everyone's dressed in prom gear. Topanga's there all by her lonesome because Corey's not there with her. But there's all these little couples in there and Mr. Turner's like, all right, I've got to go out there and be the announcer. And he goes out on the stage and he's just like, so prom and he starts making like some real stupid jokes like i i i, I if you have any questions don't ask me because this is the nicest thing i own <laughs> and nobody laughs and he's like all right so get it get it all get it on that's not what he says <laughs> <laughs> they start the fashion show and um, everyone has left the classroom because they're in the fashion show and Topanga's is standing there by herself and she's just like, I can't believe Corey did this to me. And then Corey comes in. He walks in and he's like, all right, Topanga, I'm sorry I'm late. It's time to get moving. And she's like, uh, no, we need to talk. She says, when, when you told me you didn't want to be friends with me anymore, that really hurt my feelings. And he says, yeah, well, I felt great watching you kiss another guy. And she's like, Nick has nothing to do with this, uh, which is... True, like... Not completely, though. He does have something to do with it. Like, Well, yeah, but Corey shouldn't be equating the two. Like, right. It's, she wasn't trying to hurt his feelings. He was trying to hurt her feelings. Yes, but I also think that, that throughout the episode, at least in the beginning, it did, like... The fact that he kisses, she kisses him on the cheek and is constantly like that. That's not just a friendship friendship thing. Yeah. And because it's a thing where she's like, but I've always done that. Well, yeah, you've always liked him. Right. So doing that means that you like him. You were stringing him along. And now he's upset because he thought you weren't over him, too. Well, we'll definitely get there. I, I want to kind of discuss that a little bit, okay. too. Um but I don't think she thought she was doing that. Right. She didn't realize she was doing that. We is... don't tend to. Right. Um, but anyway, so she says basically... Uh, we're just what, doing this because we're supposed to. What What? What are you going to do? Or what do you think we should be doing? And he says, um, I'm supposed to see other people and you're supposed to wait until I die. Gross, Corey. Gross, Corey. Um it was and, supposed to be a joke. Like, we were supposed to laugh at that, but that right. was gross. And Topanga's like, listen, I'm really sorry, but this is what we're supposed to do, and you're supposed to go out and see other people, too. And if it makes you feel better, the next time I see you making out with a girl, I'll go out and jump on her back, too. And, and he he's goes, like, really? And she goes, no, but I'll want to inside if that makes you feel better. It was very cute. Um, and then... Um, Mr. Turner comes in and he's like, guys, please come on out. Uh, this lady out here is trying to buy my clothes. And they walk out there and they walk the, the runway together. Well, and Topanga kisses his him on the cheek. And mm-hmm. he's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go out together. 
And then they get to the end of the runway, and she's like, hey, thank you for showing up. And he said, I'd never not be there for you. Oh. Um, I'd never not be there for you. <laughs> what? I would never not oh. be there for you. Aww. Um, anyway, we, now we cut to the, the credits scene. Good job. Thanks. We cut we're the, in the credits. We're in the credits. And we're in the kitchen. Morgan's sitting there. Um, with Eric writing on papers and Eric's writing on papers and he's like what are you doing and she says I'm filling out college applications and he's like you're in third grade and she's like hey everyone says if you can get into college I can get into college and Eric's like don't you think it's time you go bother somebody else and she looks at her watch and she goes you're right Corey I'm in your room um and then Mr. Feeney comes in. And then Mr. Feeney comes in. Get ready to have your heart squeezed. Because Mr. Feeney comes in. He's like, so, I'm really glad to see you're not giving up. And Eric is just like, yeah, for every rejection letter I get, I'm sending 10 applications out. He's like, that's great. You might want this. And Mr. Feeney hands Eric a letter that says... I don't remember. It says, like... um. Eric Matthews is a man of integrity and uh, like tenacity and drive. And um, you would be fortunate to have him at your school. It's a really sweet letter of recommendation. And my ear, my ears, my ears (laughs) teared up. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Um, And Eric goes, Mr. Feeney, I'm speechless. And Mr. Feeney goes, I meant every word. And Eric goes, no, I just sealed 500 envelopes and picks them up off the ground. So cut the laughter, episode's over, that's it. Now, to discuss what we were talking about before. Alden, how'd you feel about this episode? Well, I want to discuss what we were talking about before. Okay. Um, Topanga... (sighs) All right, so we have had this discussion with our children. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it is important... Sometimes it's very important to say, I like this person. We're not going to work. We're not going to be able to date. I still care about them. Us being friends right now is bad for both of us. We need to stop being friends. And maybe eventually, and probably eventually, mm-hmm. we'll be friends again. Yeah. Um, I think that is an important thing to do for some people. And it seems like in this situation, for sure, this is important for Corey. Right. They need to take that break. They need to have that um, split where they don't talk to each other about how their day was and they don't give each other kisses on the cheek and they aren't doing all of the relationship things without actually having a relationship. Right. Because that just is going to confuse all parties. Right. In some way, shape, or form. And not just, like... Corey and Topanga, but the people that they start dating in the future, because like Topanga, just for them as an example, Topanga is a very like touchy feely person. And we see that like with her friendships or whatever. She's hugged Sean a million times or whatever. But if a girl is dating Corey and one of his close friends is his ex-girlfriend and she's always hugging him and always kissing him on the cheek, like that is a problem. Right. And maybe eventually it gets to the point where it's been some time and they can be just friendly like that again. 
um, and it's not as big a deal because there's nothing there anymore. Right. But right now, there's too much in the way. Right. And it's okay to say, no, not right now. Right. Um, and I don't, I wish that that she had allowed that. Yes. Um, I, Corey didn't handle it well either. Like, no, but that's part of the reason why she, she, it would have been best for her in that situation. It would have been best for the other party in any relationship. If they see this going on to say, yeah, I think you're right. Let's not be friends for a bit. Right. And in this aspect, Sean had some really good points. Sean was great in this episode to an extent. Right. I, I definitely think, like, I think the first time I watched it, I was like, well, whatever. Like, Topanga really has always been like this. And then it, that's when I realized, like, Topanga has always liked Corey. Mm-hmm. Topanga's always had a crush on Corey. So for it to be like, but I've always done this. But yeah, you've always been attracted to him. So, like, you are now leading him on because yeah. you're doing the things that you've always done to try to show him that you wanted to be with him. Yeah, so I, that that was my only thought about that. But as far as how I felt about the episode, I thought the episode was good. Good, not great. Um, I think it was a, a necessary episode to happen after the breakup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed to see how that played out instead of it just acting like nothing ever happened. So yeah, it was really good to see a, a natural progression for once. Right. But it was also, like, I was very happy. We watched this the first time with Aubrey because, like, she's into the show now because she listens to the podcast. And it's a like, important lesson. Yeah. It really is. And if you can learn from situations like this, then great. A lot of people don't. But if this is something that could stick in Aubrey's head in the future, where it's just like, hey... One, don't be possessive. And two, don't lead people on. Take a break from each other. Be apart from each other. If you break up, take a step away. Then that's a great thing for someone her age to learn. Yeah, it's pivotal. Like, if you can learn that at a young age, you are ahead of the game. Yeah. Um, I wish I had. Like, we've talked about how I've picked up on so many things from Boy Meets World Mm -hmm. that I realized that guided me when I was a teenager. This didn't really. I don't think I caught this. Mm -hmm. I think that I did kind of fall into that. Well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a great guy. You know, you should, you should be, I'll be capable of being friends with me still. And then now what was your motive behind wanting to be friends with that person still? You're not. There's no motive, no no conscious motive. It's just, I don't know how to function right now. I know that I want to be close to you. I know that I want to be around you. Um, I don't think you ever think maybe it'll turn into something else, but you're not thinking anything. Like, it's just like, I don't, I can't handle this. So as someone from the other perspective, it always feels like a, in a situation like that, it's good to hear that part because as a girl who, like, I didn't have a lot of boyfriends, but when I did, they were, like, obsessive. Mm-hmm. And it, it was weird because, like I said, like, I didn't have sparks with any of them. And they were just like, I want to be with you forever and ever and ever and ever. And it was always, like, a really weird thing for me because I 
hated that. Like the moment that it happened where it was just like, I would die for you. I remember I had a boyfriend who said that on the phone that was just like, I would literally die for you. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I'm going to sleep now. Bye. Yeah. Like this was someone, he wanted to listen to me sleep. Like it was weird. You've listened to me sleep. Can you even imagine that through a telephone? Anyway. I wish I could do it through a telephone. (laughs) (laughs) There was one night earlier this week. I didn't get any sleep. Oh, doggy. I was sick. She was sick. I was sick and snorry. Um, um, but anyway, like, for me, whenever someone would be like, but we can still be friends, right? Like, you know, come over to my house and look through my CDs or whatever. Like, we're still friends. It's fine. It never felt fine to me. It felt like they were still in my bubble and that they were their motive was to, one, make sure I didn't see someone else, and two... Just be like in my bubble all the time. One of my ex-boyfriends just became best friends with my younger sister so that he could still come over all the time. And they would just like burst into my room because ultimately he just wanted to be with me. Mm. So the whole friend thing to me doesn't, from my perspective, it always was a negative experience. So I'm speaking about it from my perspective, Mm -hmm. but I've seen it happen the other way too where Mm -hmm. it's just i want to try to weasel my way in there and i think every person has that moment without maybe the x part like where you're just hanging around as a friend hoping that you can kind of like make this turn into a relationship Mm -hmm. but when the x is involved that makes it that much harder because you've had those experiences together right, right like you know what it could be but like, I'm one of those people that once I see a bad side, I'm just like, it was bad, though. And yeah. And I don't want it. Yeah, I'm that way, too. I've always been that way outside of that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are some relationships that I didn't handle well. Um, right. And we all have them. Yeah. But I think there was only the one time where I was like, I, but I want to make this work. Because in general, I've always been like, all right, that ended for a reason, so... Bye. Right. Yeah. No, that's me. But I also... I don't ever want to talk to you again. Bye. Well, (laughs) but I also very much so have always kind of been friends with my exes. Yeah. No, that is true. That is 100% true. Because I am comfortable with the fact that I have nothing for you now. Mm -hmm. And... And for me, and the reason why, like, there have been times where I'm like, why are you talking to her so much is because I have never seen a situation where the other person is not hoping or wishing that those feelings were still there. Well, yeah, maybe. But I'm just, I guess I'm just so confident and and aware of myself to know, like, oh, yeah, okay, but... Right. There's nothing. There's literally no chance because it came to its completion and right. I am done with it. Right. Um, yeah. I, I've hung out with exes after the fact and they would talk about, oh, my boyfriend's really jealous of you. And I was like, can you just like explain to them that I don't feel anything anymore? And they're like, ouch. Right. I'm like, no, that's, I mean, that's how it's supposed to work. I got nothing. There's yeah. nothing for you. Yeah. I actually, and I haven't talked to you about this at all. Um, today, (laughs) today, I got texted by a guy from high school, um, who was like, hey, like, 
is this Tanya from high school? And I was like, uh, yeah, you know that this, like, what other Tanya do you know that has their name spelled that way? He was like, I mean, but your last name is Bear now. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. He's like, so, like, Alicia is Bear. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, I married her brother. And he's like, what? How did that happen? And I just kind of, like, told him a little bit. And within an hour, and God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I don't think he ever will, but... Within an hour of, you know, me sort of being like, oh, like, how are your kids? How is your wife? Blah, blah, blah. And life is good. This is great. He's like, so I got to know, did you ever have feelings for me? Like, just out of pure curiosity, not, it's not like we could ever do anything about it. I just want to know because, like, I really, really liked you. And I was just like, but we're why does it matter now? Like, yeah, I, I am very, very, very happy now. Like, Alden's way more than I ever thought I ever deserved. And he was like, okay, well, we're both happy and we're both in good places then. I'm really happier with him now and not the other person. Um, and it was just like a really, really weird thing because the moment that somebody is just like, so did you... Yeah. It's it's weird. And it sort of crossed, it felt like a line crossed. It does. And it's that is definitely a moment where it's like he's hoping, hey, uh, yeah, I did kind of have feelings for you. It, 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 that, and from there it turns into, um, oh, but we have our relationships. You know, it's, I guess it is what it is. Right. We could get together for coffee sometime, though, right? And then it turns into... Right, exactly. I've, I've been in these situations, too, like where the girl will reach out to me and say, did you ever have feelings for me? And it's like, yeah, I kind of did. Not since we've been together. Right. In fact, I haven't had a message like that. People must be well aware that I am off the market. That or the fact that I blow my back out every three minutes <laughs> is very unattractive to girls. <laughs> Because I, I don't think it's unattractive. I haven't gotten any of those in a, in a few years. But in the past, I've been kind of, I've talked to people who are in marriages. And they're like, you ever have feelings for me? Like, yeah, I did one day at one point. And then you get together and you hang out some. And then they're like, do you think maybe like someday? And I'm like, wait a second. You you are married. Like, yeah. I mean, in this situation, even I I made it very, 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 very clear. Like it was never even like, a, well, you know, thank God we never got together because blah, blah, blah. It was just like, a, I am so happy where I am right now. My life is very wonderful. So it doesn't matter. But I'm really glad you're in a good place, too. And that was it. Like, because it was such an odd like an odd thing that and that is my response the moment someone would be like well why can't we be friends nope sorry I'm good like this situation it was like well did you ever like me nope well I'm good (laughs) like I'm done I won't I can't I can't do it welcome to our relationship podcast (laughs) (laughs) I think we gotta wrap it's an hour and 10 minutes of us mostly talking about us and less about boy meets world but Sorry. It coincided. Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> um, anything else you'd like to add? I don't think so. You said that, like, the episode is okay. I left it with, like, a, oh, that was a really sweet episode. Like, the way that it ended was really sweet. But I think the only reason I felt like it was sweet is because we know what happens in the future. Right. 
I I left it thinking I wish they would take some time apart. Right. Um, but all in all, I I there was good in the episode. I really mm-hmm. liked the way Sean acted. I really yeah. liked I liked them acknowledging, hey, we kissed. There's nothing. All right, we're done. Like that's not a thing that you see happen in a lot of media. But I also like the fact that they portrayed the controlling personality as very negative. Yes. That was so important to me. Right. And I like that they they had this girl who wanted what she wanted and she was going to tell you what she wanted. I loved that. Um, I, I think that's important in relationships, too. Um, yeah, people talk to me about our kids. Dating, like, are you afraid of your kids dating? And no. What I want is I want them to know what they want and to make sure that's what they will settle for and nothing else. Right. Um, so. I mean, they'll make mistakes along the way. For sure. But. I'd prefer them. Love is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm in love every minute of every day, and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. With you? With who? You. Oh. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and um, I very I much wa- love you, too. Okay, thank you. And I want our kids to grow up and feel the same way. I don't understand mm-hmm. people who are just like, no, my daughter's not going to go out there dating people. I'm like, what? Why? Why don't How you want them? How are they going to find someone? Why don't you want them to find happiness? Yeah. Anyway. And um, I also think, like, when you allow it, they learn really valuable lessons. Like Corey and Topanga did. Like Corey and Topanga did. I mean, our kids have already learned from many Corey lessons from short relationships. It's true. Anyway, what lessons have you learned from short relationships? You can find us at BMGMBMW at Twitter. And on email, you can find us BMGMBMW at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, kind of the same stuff. Just BMGMBMW, yeah. Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Also, like, maybe leave a rating or something. Yeah, maybe. If you're so inclined, but do let us know how you found us. Yeah. Um, Say hi. Just be like, hey, guys. Yeah. Shut up about yourselves. Yeah. Give us your feedback. We don't care about your boyfriends. Yep. Anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 3, Episode 14. Class dismissed.